Hi, I'm Sarah Eva, founder and CEO of Florocracy, and you're listening to Creative Women's Co. Podcast. Welcome. You're listening to the Creative Women's Co. Podcast with Ari, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of having a small business and being a creative woman entrepreneur. Hey everyone, welcome back to our Creative Women's Scope podcast. And today in the sunny weather that we finally have in Chicago, I am super excited to actually invite you guys to listen to this special episode um, with Sarah Eva. Sarah Eva, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure of that. <laughs> and um, so Sarah and I actually accidentally or like purposely probably meet in this um, event at the um, Chicago Innovation Woman Empowerment event, was it like a few months or so ago? I can't quite remember, is it right? Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And when I saw what was like, um, when I, I mean, like when I got into the space or the event venue and I saw all this like beautiful floral, uh, I was like, whoa, this is like so cool. People actually have this amazing, like um, special, not special arrangement, you can actually do it yourself right so we were able to just get grab and pick whichever flowers you want and like make it into a bouquet and I was like okay who's doing this like seriously this is so cool and and I was just like so blown away with all the types of flowers that were available and every single woman that came into the event feel like they're so thrilled to actually see those flowers and they were able to actually pick and choose based on either their characters or their preferences so that was really my very first um introduction to Florocracy, which is Sarah Eva's company. And I wanted to let Sarah to just kind of share a little bit more about who she is and then um, what Florocracy actually do. Sarah, would you want to kind of like tell our audience a little bit more about you? Yes. Thank you so much. And obviously, thank you for um, having me on your podcast today. It's, it's such an honor. And um, and thank you for everything you do for uh, women um, and female entrepreneurs, such a, a wonderful, but can be a very long a journey. And so community is so important. So um, I'm really grateful to be here today. Um, in terms of um, my company, so right, my our com- my company's name is Florocracy. And we've um, created a, a sensory software system um, of online flower personalization so that anyone can use it to design their own flowers um, in their own style and then order them. Um, so what we did at that event that you were describing is kind of a mini real life version of what we try to do in the online world. And the idea came years ago, actually came when I was getting married and I was, um, wanting to, uh, be a part of designing flowers, but I didn't know anything about them at the time. <laughs> and I just realized there was nothing out there and I was like trying to explain stuff and I was like just trying to communicate with my florist and I was just, I didn't know how to describe it. And I just had this moment, I was like, gosh, if there was just a place I could go that even though I know nothing, I could like, you know, kind of like um, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, click my heels three times and boom, I get exactly what I want. <laughs> what I'd love to have. And the light went off in my head and it just was one of those things that just never really stopped. And it was, you know, it was really not in the right place and time to start a company, but I, just, I couldn't give up the idea. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, years later at this point, um, we have successfully um, created 
a system that basically does that. Um, and, and so it lets you design stuff, um, but it also is guided. So it's really tailored to people who know nothing about flowers. Um, and, and so we're, we are um, just a couple of weeks from beginning to test in Chicago, mm-hmm. and um, and then you're kind of going from there. Um, so that's you know our vision is um, largely. I mean our 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 vision is to do something big. Like we know that people give flowers at the biggest, most important moments in their lives, whether it's a wedding or some you know or the loss of somebody or um, a baby being born or you know I love you, I'm getting married, I'm sorry, you know something your friend is going through something. And I just wanted to create an experience that that mirrored those really intimate personal moments mm-hmm. and allow people to feel like when they gave flowers, they were giving something that reflected the bigness of whatever was happening in their lives. So that's what we're trying to do. And um, we um, just you know, really are on that mission to connect people with flowers in a new way. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when you say that, it's going to be a really cool tool for people who have no idea or know nothing about flowers. I was like, okay, yeah, that's me. Because honestly, <laughs> honestly, I was like, I have no idea what flowers, um, I mean, each flowers mean or like, because um, I know they have every me. I mean, like every single flowers have their own meanings and all that different things. I just know that when I see flowers, I feel like, oh my God, um, I need to stop like, or this pause on whatever I'm doing and just kind of like look at the beauty of the flower and feel joy when seeing yeah. that, right? When you see flowers, it's just like, okay, you appreciate life. You appreciate what's around you. And you also appreciate what um, you do like personally, because you as a person outside of all the things that you do day to day, whether it's work or um, your entrepreneurship, you're being a mom, you're being whatever, you have your own life. And I feel like to enjoy that, even though it's like only a few minutes of your life in looking at flowers, you feel like my God, I mean, like, seriously, I have to stop and just enjoy this moment for a second before I'm moving, I move before I move on to another things in my life. Um, you, so, I mean, yes, honestly. You so, I wish that you, you so beautifully described it. Wow, I'm so impressed. It, um, you, and actually what you just described, there's actually some scientific research to back that up. Mm-hmm. They actually did a study where they, um, and I don't want to get the details wrong and describe it incorrectly, but they basically, they, they gave flowers to women and then they gave other things to women. I think there were, I think it was um, candles and I think it was like a basket mm-hmm. or like other things you might give people. Um, and it was chocolate. And and what they found was that um, the researcher was just blown away. She said a hundred percent of the women who were given flowers, like they were giving what they gave, what was called a douching smile, which is a smile that babies give their mothers. Really? True joy. And she said, like, nowhere and like, never do you get a hundred percent results, you know, unless it's fear. Mm-hmm. And there really is something behind. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff, like people remember the gift and they're given the flowers longer than they do other gifts. And so there is something, even though they're fleeting, there is something about their beauty. They, they right, they, they don't last long because they make us pause. They are, they are, they, they, they're just there to give us joy. Yeah. And they really, really do. So it really, it's, it's, um, and, and as you said, you know, so beautifully we get so stuck, you know, busy in our lives and or practical or you know, all these different things. And they're, they're, they really are a gift. And so it's, it was really like, even at the event that you, um, were describing, it was, that was one of the coolest things kind of standing at the front and watching people's faces <laughs> when they saw it as they came, cause we were like right there at the front of the room. And, um, 
I'm going to keep the escalator and, and just think, Oh, and I get to touch these and hold these. It's so cool. Um, and, and it is. So I, I, I couldn't have said it better than what you just described. So yes, that's why I love what I do. Awesome. So, okay. Let me actually ask you um, this question real quick. I'm wondering when you were actually a lot more, I mean, like when you're young, right? Yeah. So going back when you're still like, let's say um, teenage years or maybe like in your twenties or something like that, what was yeah. um, the one thing that you feel like you really love doing uh, before you found out that you actually really enjoy looking at flowers or like related uh-huh. with flower stuff? So, okay. Interesting. Um, uh, I loved, well, my, in my teenagers and my twenties. Okay. So I was always, it, it I didn't know I was going to be an entrepreneur, but what I, and I, and, and I think early in my career that, that instinct to do that, I they didn't know that's what I wanted to do, left me feeling very confused. And what I mean by that is the things I love to do was solve, well, two things. I loved to read <laughs> and just absorb knowledge. And then I loved to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Like I would see something and I'd have to do something about it. And they were just random things that didn't seem to connect, which made me think, oh my my goodness, I just have no purpose in life at all. Um, like when I was in college, our, my campus didn't have a coffee shop. Yeah. So I decided I am going to build a coffee shop. <laughs> and I, you know, figured out how to do it, you know, raised some money and, and got the library to donate stuff. And, you know, there was an area, it, I mean, it had like a coffee bar, but they didn't have couches and like a comfy place to be. And, and we built out a coffee shop. Um, and um, I did this, um, um, and I did this um, in in high school. I started a nonprofit to raise money for something. And again, like I just, I if I saw a problem, I really wanted to figure it out. Um, and and so, which obviously is that entrepreneurial instinct, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a name for it yet. And um, but it was very much a driving kind of curiosity that um, and and a desire to make things to invent things and create things where they didn't exist that um, was kind of always there. And that went back way even to when I was a child. It just appeared in different forms back then. <laughs> That's really cool because I feel like the name or um, the term entrepreneurship is not as common as we know it back then, right? Because I mean, like, honestly, when you're so young and you didn't get any exposure to any uh, entrepreneurship, you don't even know what that's called. Right. Um, you're just like trying to figure out, okay, how can I solve this yeah. like in a creative way yeah. and um, just like run with that. Yeah. So I think it's like now kids these days probably already know what entrepreneurship yeah. means because they're surrounded by all of those resources. But for us, it wasn't like that. It wasn't. And actually it's interesting you said it because the only time I started to figure it out was I was, I guess it was, I think it was in 2009, I, um, my school, uh, I won two awards for the, my, two of the, my, my the schools I attended mm-hmm. and I had to like give a speech and, and I was kind of sitting and looking at the different things I'd done. And I was like, well, I, I, you know, I didn't work at a huge company and I was doing all these different things. And I was like, what, what, what am I doing? And then it was in having to kind of like present myself in a certain way that I realized, Oh, I'm being an entrepreneur. That's what I'm doing. Because I didn't, I didn't. You're right. I didn't, I didn't know that label. I knew the like the you know the the normal track you were supposed to take, and I just didn't fit it. And I kind of felt like a fish out of the water for a long time. But once I had that, I was like, oh, okay. Now I now I can go do something. I get what I get. What my gift is. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. So, um, Sarah, before you were actually um, kind of build this bureaucracy platform, what were you doing before? 
Um, well, I was uh, doing a number of different things. I guess figuring out how to be an entrepreneur. Um, I went to grad school in international relations um, overseas, international security studies. So I my focus was going to be in peace building. Um, so I went to University of St. Andrews and the University of London. I had been accepted to go do a PhD, and then I, um, but um, didn't end up going. Um, and so I ended up working in, oh, briefly worked for someone who had worked for the CIA doing some intelligence stuff. And really? Then, yeah. So, uh, so I was, you know, part of, you know, I went. It was after 9/11, and um, and so when I went overseas, you know, I, big part of my training was in understanding terrorism and performing yeah. terrorism and that. Um, and so then. Um, I, but I found my way into technology when I was in New York mm -hmm. and, um, and that continued. Um, I, I built a program for the YWCA in New York, um, uh, for, um, women actually to, it was like a dinner book club mm -hmm. and that was a lot of fun. So I did like I said, I did a number of different things um, <laughs> that didn't really relate to what I ended up doing, um, uh, here, but what I was doing is I was definitely learning technology how to run a tech company. I was watching other, the companies that I was working in and I was learning how to build things. Um, I worked in sales. Um, um, I did you know, a number of different things. So That's amazing. Like, honestly, that was like a really interesting background that you have. And now you're like trying to bring in this um, platform for everybody to just like kind of enjoy yeah. a moment of their life with flowers. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah, and I think one of the cool things too for you know people who are especially when they're still kind of figuring out the entrepreneurship, what I learned is that when you're learning to be an entrepreneur, everything is education, and you probably have yeah too. So when I was you know doing my graduate degrees, the the, the skills I learned there and how to track patterns in international security issues mm -hmm. is exactly the skill set I needed to be using in my company for flowers. So that's so you know, cool. you know, that's, I think that's what allowed me to see the problem in a different way is because the mm -hmm. background was actually completely in a different, in a different um, industry. Technically. Oh my gosh. All of that skills um, that you have learned come back to um, what you're currently doing and implementing everything from your previous experience, basically. Isn't that so cool that you finally be able to kind of combine all of those skills and experiences that you had in the past and then putting it into your new venture? So yeah, that's awesome. One of the gifts is you, you know, kind of live longer, I feel like, is you start to see, oh, that's why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> always look at the bright side, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's always a purpose there. You just have to live long enough to figure it out. <laughs> Hi there. I'm Leslie Castromere from Creative Women's Co., I'm here to tell you about the collective membership. Many of you have been asking us about how you can be more involved and engaged with us, whether it's through our live events or online. Here's how. Join us as a collective member starting as low as $9 a month. You can join Ari and many other creative women entrepreneurs for quality conversations at our live and online events, learning brunches, casual cocktail events, panel gatherings, speed mentoring sessions, and more. Also included is a monthly collective members only live mastermind video call on a variety of topics to discuss your challenges and how you can thrive. All that and more included in your collective membership starting as low as $9 a month. Join us as a collective member today. Sign up at creativewomens.co slash membership. Um, okay, so speaking of like figuring out things and then um, like challenges and all that different things, I'm sure you probably have come to like either an issue or some sort of challenge that you 
have faced in the past. Um, is there like a moment like that that you feel this is like not something that I would imagine I have to do or like it's not what I uh, I say actually signed up for when I want to go into entrepreneurship? Has there been any of moments similar to those? All the time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I think entrepreneurship is beginning to I'm, I once briefly worked for a, a volunteer intern at a um, production company in New York. It was a number of women who ran it. I remember her saying to me that like, she's, you know, she's a producer of films. She's like, being a producer really just means you do all the stuff that nobody else wants to do. Um, <laughs> and it's like, all the like random stuff. And I, there's a little bit of that. Um, and uh, so every day is obviously a different challenge. I think the hardest thing that I didn't really expect, at least for what we were doing was kind of how long it ended up taking us to kind of figure out how to solve the problem we wanted to solve. Mm -hmm. And there was, um, so in 2015, we did a beta test and people from across the country signed up, filled up in like three days. Um, we learned a lot. It was an amazing thing. We really validated what we were trying to do, but we learned we needed to do more. And we'd already, you know, been working on this for a long time. And we we're just, we were like really itching to kind of get into the market. And we had to take a step back and say, we weren't there yet. Like we were not meeting our customers needs yet in the way we really mm -hmm. needed to meet them. And I, like, I felt at that time, like I had kind of reached my limit. Um, I was pregnant. Like, I just like, I was like, I just have to get this thing out there and start selling. Like, yeah. I, you know, I just didn't think I had, and it took two more years. And those two years were the most important years. They were the years where we figured out, you know, we were able to file two patents. Um, we were able to like, it was, it was the innovation stuff. It was, this, yeah. and it was lonely and it was, we couldn't talk about anything because it was all behind an NDA and mm -hmm. already, like, you know, people get really excited early on when you start something and then it just takes longer and longer and people are like, I don't know if she's going to be able to do it. Um, and, and so there, those, that period was, was hard. And, and I, I there were definitely moments where I was like, I, if I had known it was going to take this long, I just never would have done it. And like, I would have <laughs> done it. Um, and, but, you know, I had very much, I mean, I, I was passionate about what I was doing and I mm -hmm. very much had that attitude of like, you kind of have to become Robinson Crusoe. Yeah. If the boats are still there, you just have to burn them and then you have to learn to live on the island. And, yeah. and so, and, and, and so I, you know, I made that commitment and stuck it out and I'm so glad I did. Um, but I didn't, I had no idea it was going to be that hard and take that long and, um, just be that much of a kind of a strain, but I am so glad I did it because once you get to the other side, you suddenly realize I've really created something that, you know, I, I did it. I did it. Yeah. And you create an impact too. Yeah. That's what's most important, right? Exactly. Exactly. But you, I think that, um, I feel like it's kind of that task that comes that just asks like, how much do you really want it? And mm. if you stick it out, you know, it, it, it comes together. But, um, you know, that was just, that was, that was not something I was really prepared for. Oh my gosh. I hear you. Honestly, Sarah, it kind of like take me back to my first um, few years in business that I feel like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be my own boss and I'm going to, you know, like I have this taken care of. Right. Yeah. But no, no, you don't. <laughs> like I was like so naive at the time until I realized, okay, in order for us to actually make this company um, either like succeed or exist or even like developing and keep progressing, 
some there should be some sacrifice. I mean, yeah. well, should is not really exactly the right word, but I would say like there will be sacrifices, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, and you're right. Like honestly, if it has to be that you have to take a step step back and reevaluate everything and then relaunch, that's totally fine. Like take as much time as yeah. you need to really understand what your customers or um, audience actually really want and how do you actually going to serve them like correctly, not just like half um half ass basically, yeah. right? Right. Because then you're just that. Yes. And, and it's terrifying and nerve wracking, but I, yes. I mean, because that's why we build what we build, right. Is to be able mm-hmm. to someone. Um, so that's, you know, part of the process. Um, exactly. You know? <laughs> but it makes you so strong. I mean, you feel like, Oh, I can do anything now. I survived. Oh my God. Yeah. I keep telling like a um, couple of people that become my mentee that things you see on the surface um, whether it's like online or social media or everything, those successes on the bottom of those, there are a lot of sacrifices, a lot of even like night, um, night, um, what do you call that? Like you can spend like a lot of time working on something like mid- midnight or something like yes. that. And then, um, you know, <laughs> sometimes you can even like um, kind of feel the the frustration because people who have a great success, they have all of those moments that where they feel like they're doubting themselves or they feel like, okay, this is not good enough and keep pushing themselves. And frustration is also included in there. The ups and downs is included in there. So there's so much more than all those successes that we see on, on the surface. And I think a lot of people don't really see what's underneath at all. Right. So, um, and I think what you're sharing earlier is really good because I feel like it will be a really great um, kind of like inspiration for all everyone who's listening because this is not all happy all the time, yeah. right? <laughs> and I feel like if you set a line, you're like, I am not going past this. Like my yeah. bank account will go past this. My life will like I won't go wait this much longer. Like it's almost like you're just setting up a test. <laughs> like okay, it's gonna you have to push past that moment. Yes, it yes, it isn't it isn't easy, but I think that's where I but I I I do truly truly believe now that that mm-hmm. that's like the workout that gives you the stamina and the courage. To, yeah, it's like the engagement or something like so that when your company's out there, you have what it takes to keep to to, to make it live and grow. It's, it's I agree. Just part of the education process. Well put, Sarah. Okay, so moving on, I do have um, a really quick question for you in terms of like a deep joy. Okay, so has there been any moment in your life, in this entrepreneurial life, where you feel like it's such a joy, gives you those fulfillment, and you just feel like it's my number one um, drive to keep the company forward or keep what you're doing um, and continuously doing. Um, I feel that every time I watch what happens to people's faces when I get to give them flowers. Um, that it's happened actually the, the night of that event, you know, watching people just realize you know, usually flowers are up there in a vase and nobody gets to touch them. And as you said, like people got to dig in and pick something out. Um, mm-hmm. The most recent um, moment I felt that was we just um, have been doing this campaign um, where we, uh, people were able to nominate individuals um, who are uh, homebound due to, mm-hmm. um, you know, no longer being able to kind of physically be physically independent anymore. And so one of the individuals that won, um, 
people can you know nominate them online and, and share a little bit about their life was um, a this Vietnam War veteran. And I went to deliver him flowers, his first flowers, and it was a surprise. And I went to his door and he, um, like, I didn't have the flowers because we wanted to see if we could film it. And I wanted just to, like, you know, kind of give him a heads up first of what was happening to just be respectful. And at first I, I told him, like, you, you know, a friend of yours nominated you. We have a surprise to share with you. Is that okay? And he actually turned, he tried to turn me away um, at first. And then... So someone brought the flowers around the corner. I was the person you know, who had nominated, so like he saw and everything. But he told me, he's like, I didn't think anyone would do anything like this for me. Like, I didn't think anyone would ever give me flowers. I don't have any friends anymore. And and seeing his face and his mother's face when he brought those, like, that's that's why I love doing what I'm doing. Because there is some, there's just nothing, um, there's just something extraordinary, especially when people don't expect that act of kindness um, to be directed at them. Um, so whenever I've had a bad day or things just feel like we're never going to get there, um, you know, I, I, I have one of those moments and mm-hmm. I think that's why I do what I do. And so I, thought- I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it's so personal, right? Mm-hmm. It really is. And it, um, and it, it just makes a big difference in people's lives. Yeah. Oh man. That is really cool. And I, I would like treasure those moments because honestly, I feel like those type of moments really keep you motivated, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of like gives you like a reminder, okay, this is why I do what I do because of those um, joy that I felt, the fulfillment that comes out of people faces after I actually delivered either flowers or the way they react to it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's priceless, literally. Mm-hmm. And it's such a, you know, as people are building their business, I and this is something I've even had to come better at. If you can drive your business from that place, mm-hmm. that's that's where you can just, that's, I think that's where um, it's the most authentic place because it's the place of your passion. Um, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the next question that I have for you. Yes. Um, if you had no limitation at all, what would you want to spend your life working towards? Um, so as I mentioned already, my background, I studied, um, peace building largely. I was Mm -hmm. in college when 9-11 happened and, you know, had an impact upon me witnessing that moment in history. And I wanted, and so I went, um, overseas and, um, studied it. I actually built my own theory of peace building, particularly looking at, um, peace building through storytelling and giving communities and individuals um, that are in places of violence a platform to voice their experience, um, just because of the healing power. And um, I, you know, obviously, given the current situation of the world today, we have a lot more to do in the world of peace building. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people who spend their days, you know, in, in, uh, very afraid um, due to conflict. So if I had no limitations, I would try to do even more to further that. And I do feel like I'm doing that to some degree. And, you know, that's actually a big driving force for why I do what I do today with bureaucracy. Um, both in a very practical sense, we do donate flowers to um, domestic violence shelters. We planted flying fruit trees in Haiti. Um, and uh, we uh, try, you know, we try to use, um, like I said, the, the positive effects that flowers um, can have. Um, mm-hmm. to make a positive impact where there has been an experience of conflict or violence. Um, and, but I would, you know, I would like to just do more of that. 
Great. So going forward, Sarah, what, what's next for you and your business? So we are about to start our beta test in Chicago. Um, Yay! So yeah, so we're, we're testing exclusively in Chicago. And um, so people will be able to go in and design and order and we'll be delivering. So that's our, that's our next big thing um, is, uh, you know, learning from our customers. We've, like I said, we, this will be our second test. So mm-hmm. we'll, we hopefully have figured out a lot of things from the first one. And so it's beginning to, again, to reconnect with our consumer and see how we can help them even more um, be able to have everything they want to have out of flowers in their lives. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Is there a reason why you are currently targeting only um, doing the beta testing exclusively in Chicago? Well, we love Chicago. <laughs> <We're based> <laughs> um, and, and so we want to, uh, the main reason is just to, to, to have a, um, a specific environment that we're testing in where we can control delivery and everything else. So, yeah, that makes um, sense. So just, you know, scaling when you're a startup, you, mm-hmm. you know, focus on a market, you know, that you know, and, and, and figure, you know, figure that out there. Um, the last time we did it was, since we were focusing specifically on the online component, we did do, you know, we've told people from across the country, um, mm-hmm. point we want to kind of figure out some of the delivery stuff. Um, that's just because we're here. Gotcha. <laughs> because we're Sounds here. good. Well, um, I was super excited that you actually starting um, the, the beta program here in yeah. Chicago. And I personally is so excited of all the things that you start putting out on your Instagram because I follow you on Instagram too. Um, and okay, two last question for you. Yes. Is there a reason, or not a reason, uh, a personal message or a favorite quote that you would want to share with our listeners? Um, yes, there, uh, a message, not particularly a quote, but something that I've figured out, I guess, in the process that it's, um, I, I didn't really get this early on, which is that, you know, we, big things, whether it's a big dream, um, you know, the idea of wanting to do something, uh, no matter how any individual defines it, whether it's a family or a multi-billion dollar business, it's only just made up of tiny little steps. And the path from one of those steps to the next one is just some work. And, and so the more that, you know, the dream is never, is never outside of the reach of, of us. It's just a matter of finding out those tiny little steps and taking them and doing them. And then at some point you wouldn't even realize it, but you're there. You did it. And I think that if there's, you know, if I've learned anything from my experience, um, that I you know, wish I had known earlier on. It's that, that um, it's not, it's never impossible. It's, yeah. just, it's just a matter of those tiny little steps and all that's involved in that is just doing the work. I completely agree with that one. And to add on to what you already mentioned, I think the path to entrepreneurship, it not only it's always ups and down, but also you keep on learning yes. and things that you cannot solve today, you will be able to solve it in the future as long as yes. one you don't give up right and um keep trying to figure it out like what will be like the creative way to actually solve this problem or this issue or is there somebody else that you can um kind of like tap into their network or their knowledge to help you figure yes. it out so i think there is nothing that is impossible it's just a matter of how can you yeah. kind of like 
turn it around and then see it from a different perspective and don't just like keep it in your um in your mind or just to yourself as around like I think that's the beauty of having a community too because you get to kind of ask all of these questions and get feedback and you'll be looking at the um issue or the problem in completely different perspective yes. oh I so it was brilliant Ooh, incredibly well said <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like that the, the community it was a big thing that you know I definitely learned along the way is the power of mentorship and what I love what you said before is that who you're going to like at the end, you're going to be a different person. So if mm-hmm. you, can't, you think oh, there's no way I can do X, well, all the little steps you take on the way there is going to change you into the person that is capable of doing that. Yeah. So, like that's the transformation that, uh, that happens and, and, and role models and mentors and asking for help. It's amazing. Like you said, when you just ask how much people would love to help. Um, exactly. Especially if you're, if it's being driven from a place of, of, of authenticity. So. Yes. And um, speaking of mentor and mentorship and mentees and all that different thing, um, you guys, I'm so excited to have Sarah Eva to actually becoming our um, keynote speaker at this year's speed mentoring event at Evolve Her. So if you're here in Chicago, make sure to double check um, the information on our website and um, take a look at the information. We have a very limited spot on that one. So if you want to come in and get mentored by a whole lot of um, people in our mentor list, come join us and meet Sarah Eva at the event too. I'm so excited for that one, my friend. <laughs> it's such a great event, such a great idea. I'm super, I'm incredibly excited to be a, a part of it. Mentorship is one of those things I didn't realize just how incredibly vital it was. And it just made a, a big difference in, in my career when I figured that out. And I'm really excited to get to be a part of that and share that. And, and, and the fact that mentorship is going to happen that night is just fantastic. So yeah, of course. And also um, last thing, Sarah, where can people find you after this outside of the event? Um, Yeah. So uh, I am on uh, face person. Yeah. We, I have a page on Facebook and on Instagram and I'm assuming maybe we can put the links, um, but our, the, the us in terms of the company, um, Mm -hmm. uh, we're at uh, florocracy.com. And, um, and so you can sign up right there for closed beta where, you know, we've got a um, pre-launch wait list there. And so we are taking applications for that. So we would love to have anyone sign up and, um, and, and get to learn from you guys and how we can just do even more to help you um, experience everything you would like to experience out of flowers in your lives. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming in today to, pretty much sharing your stories and all the things that make the Floricracy what it is today and with all of your experience in the past. I look forward for our event together. And um, again, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a, a wonderful honor and I'm really grateful. So thank you. Yeah. All right, everyone. And thank you so much for listening. Um, If you want to stay in touch with Sarah, make sure to follow her on Instagram and Facebook. We'll definitely include all those links in our show notes so you can check that one out. And for our mentoring event, you can go ahead and check out our event page on our website. So it's creativewomens.co slash events. And we will continue this going forward and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. This episode was sponsored by Chikalafia Design. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have an amazing day.